Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, my name is Larissa Farnsworth. I'm a nurse, and these last two years I was working in a clinic in the mountains of southern Palawan in a village called Kamantian with Adventist Frontier Missions. I graduated from Walla Walla Community College with my associates in nursing, and right away uh, afterwards I went to help out at a clinic in southern Palawan with AFM. So in Kamantian, I was mostly working at the clinic, and at the clinic there's a few of us nurses there. There's no doctors and no other helpers, so we do everything from being the cleaning ladies to doing the assessing and the diagnosing and the treating. Um, it can be a little bit difficult at the beginning because it's not initially what we're trained to do, but as I got trained in, I got better and I really enjoyed the clinic. So we see, we see all sorts of cases from um, mild respiratory stuff to, well, broken arms and gashes that we have to stitch up. It's really cool. We get to do all sorts of stuff. Larissa titles her story, A Mighty Witch Doctor Comes to the Clinic. I was on a hike one Sabbath afternoon. We were going to a village across the river to tell Bible stories. And as I was on my way up the very steep incline, I came across another person on the trail and she stopped me and she said, oh, are you coming to see my father? And I said, no, who's, who's your father? And apparently she, they had sent somebody to the clinic to ask for help because her father was in a critical condition, but I didn't know anything about it. Unfortunately, we were really busy. We were slammed at the clinic the beginning of that week, and we couldn't go to see her dad because her, her dad lived way up in the mountains, about a three-hour hike up a very, very steep trail. So eventually, maybe around Wednesday, my friend Justina was able to get away from the clinic for the morning. So her and a few other people went up to assess him and hopefully convince them to carry their dad to the clinic. Well, when they got there, they realized it was a very old man who couldn't move at all, and he could only move his right arm a little bit. The trail was really steep indeed, and they decided, oh, I guess we can't carry him, actually. 
So they spent the rest of the day clearing a landing spot. And our friend Daniel came in with his helicopter the next day and was able to get him and take him to the clinic. So when he gets to the clinic is the first time that I see this man. And what I find out is that this old man is a witch doctor. And not just any witch doctor, because everyone knows a little bit of sorcery there. But he was um, a mighty witch doctor. He was somebody that was notorious. Everyone in Kamantian had already heard about him for years. They, you know, heard stories about him as they were growing up. But most of them had never actually seen him in real life. So <laughs> he got a lot of visitors, mostly people just coming in wanting to look at him. And so they would come in and look at him and talk to his wife for a few minutes and then leave. But originally, he had lived just across the valley from Kumantian, overlooking the valley. But when the missionaries came, he had, for whatever reason, decided to move his family away from their influence. So he took them up and up and up the hill and over the ridge um, to a clay place that they named Cave of the Pig. Um, and originally they actually did live in a cave that had been inhabited by pigs, but eventually they built houses. So this old man, we called him Maman Lawangan, which is uncle, Uncle Lawangan. He, he had a medical condition that needed help for an extensive period of time. So we set up a room for him in the clinic, and he stayed there for over a month. So every day, we were telling Bible stories to him and his wife. Um, his, little, his little old wife was the cutest thing. Um, her greatest joy in life was to feed her husband, and she would get so excited when he would eat a big breakfast but would get really sad and would come tell us he's not eating if he hadn't been eating good that day. She was always offering us food too. But I started to really grow to uh, love these two, Maman Lawangan and his little wife. And I... Really, um, there was a, a longing in my heart to see him in heaven. And so I, I would often stop and talk to him. And I told him, it was, it was hard for us to communicate because I have a slight American, well, I don't know how slight, but I have an American accent that makes it harder for a deep mountain Palawanos to understand. And he didn't have any teeth and so I could barely understand what he was saying as well. And yet, despite the difficulties in understanding each other, Larissa frequently visited the old witch doctor, using her American accent to communicate the love of Father God and how he sent his son to save Maman Lawangan. Maman, God loves you. So abdu langit si amampu mamaal at ginsan ginis ginsan ginsan tao poli ibgaya at bagong bilug kwenten. In heaven, God will make all things new. 
And I would tell him all these things, and I don't know how much he was understanding, but um, I would just sit there and look at him. Man, man, I hope this guy's in heaven. As I eyed the devil string around La Wangan's waist, a bold idea shot into my head. I turned to the witch doctor's wife and asked, Could I cut this off? Her eyes grew big and her hand shot up to cover her mouth. She bent over her husband's head. May she take your string off? She repeated my question. My breath shield? His breath might leave if you take that off, she explained to me, eyes full of worry. I looked tenderly down at the aged man. Grandfather, remember that Father God, Amambu, in heaven is stronger than the spirits. Your breath will not leave if I take it off. Even though Lawangan has been bedbound for years, he still stands tall in the community of villagers the next mountain over. He is the mightiest witch doctor of their generation. His word is widely respected and his curses come to pass. His dreams tell him things and the spirits speak to him through animals. Villagers say that when he was younger, he could break a steel bar with his bare hands with the help of the spirits. Now his words are mumbled through a toothless mouth and anytime he moves, it's because somebody moved him. This is the man that detested the arrival of the missionaries so much that when they came, he tore down his house, which had overlooked Kamantian, and moved far up the mountain and over the ridge to extract his family from the missionaries' influence. He is the man who people from Kamantian have heard stories and legends about, but most have never seen with their own eyes. Providence and disease worked together to bring this mighty witch doctor to the clinic this June. His wife said that they first prayed and made offerings to the god of the tree, which he had supposedly offended, then to the god of sickness. Finally, at their wit's end, they sent somebody to the clinic. Though we can barely understand each other between my American accent and his mumble, I've grown especially fond of this old man. One day, as I finished taking his vital signs, I sighed a big sigh and I looked down at his wrinkled face. Do you know, Grandfather, that Father God is going to make the world new someday? He mumbled something, but I didn't understand. Yes, I forged ahead anyways, because Father God is very strong. He made everything in the beginning, and everything was so good. But a bad, bad spirit messed everything up, and now there is sickness and death. Now people are angry mean and jealous. Now the animals are skinny, and they bite people. Uh-uh, he said. Yes, yes, they bite. He started nodding along. There are thorns and sharp rocks that cut our feet, I continued. Yes, yes, there are thorns. And sometimes it doesn't rain, so the rice doesn't ripen well. Yes, yes, skinny rice. But when Father God will make the world new again, there will be no more sickness or death. Everyone will be happy and healthy and young. The animals will all be friends with each other, and the rice will always grow fat every year. 
Yes, yes, he mumbled and said a few other things, which I couldn't quite make out. I had no clue how much he was understanding, or believing for that matter. Maybe he thinks I'm just a crazy white person telling nice stories. But I continued anyways. Whoever believes in Father God will be able to live on the new earth. If you believe in Father God, he will make your body new and you will be able to walk again. In fact, in the new earth, you and I should run to the top of the mountain together. We won't even get out of breath. With those words, the ancient witch doctor cracked the biggest toothless smile I've ever seen and gave a frail but hearty chuckle. We smiled together. He started talking and continued for some time, though I, I hardly understood the word. Instead, I tuned him out and began to pray. Lord, I said, you know I can't communicate with this man everything that I want to say, but he has listened to and talked to the spirits for years. Surely he could listen to and understand you if you talk to him directly. My words are insufficient, Father. Please teach him yourself. All of his life he has served demons. He, of all people, must know how the spirits do not care for humans, how they do not love him. These last few days I have told him of your love in the best way that I know. Please show your love to him yourself. Speak directly to his heart. Maman Lawang unfinished talking and I finished praying. I smiled again and patted him on the shoulder and prayed to Father God with him, then left. A few days later, I had rolled him onto his side to clean his back when God impressed me to ask to take his devil string off. After asking twice and reminding him and his wife of the love and the strength of Father God, he said yes. His wife watched nervously as I took scissors to the string that, to her belief, has protected him all these years. Carrying it victoriously in my gloved hands, I came into the pharmacy. Can you guess what this is? I asked Justina. No way, is that his? She motioned to her waist. Yep, what is it called, anyways? Like, maybe a devil string, I think? Did you pray with him? Justina asked. I didn't, should I have? Yes, of course, let's go, she replied. So Justina and I tromped back into the room and prayed with uh, Maman Lawangan thanking God for his love and for his protection. And I know that I wasn't the only one praying. His little wife, she, her older brother actually had come to the clinic years ago because he needed um, constant help. And through the influence of the clinic and his cousin, he had actually become converted and became a really devout Christian. So Maman Tigap and Maman Montepong, the two cousins, they were praying their little hearts out for him. Justino was part of their small group, and so she would be with them every Wednesday and every Friday and Sabbath. And she said every time they would just spend the majority of the time praying that Maman Lawangan be saved. Please keep Maman Lawangan and his village in your prayers. I don't know the end of the story. Maman Lawangan ended up um, dying after after a while due to natural causes. I believe that this was a, an opening wedge into his village because nobody from that area has accepted Christ yet. There have been many stories of demon possessions and witchcraft from that area recently that would, <laughs> that would make one's skin crawl. 
But we have high hopes that our work with their chief witch doctor and the father of that whole village will be an opening wedge into that dark place. If you have ever thought about going as a student missionary, or even if you haven't thought about it yet, I would, I would highly recommend it. It's life-changing. It changes your world's perspective. Um, and it, it added so much to um, my spiritual life as well. And my, um, my relationship with God definitely grew over these two years. And I would recommend anyone who has time or the interest or who has read the Bible and, you know, has read the Great Commission uh, to take some time from your life. Maybe your whole life, but hey, if not, even just a year or two, and give that time to to God into cross-cultural missionary work, um, and I promise you won't regret it. If you feel missions may be the plan God has for your life, look us up online at afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org, or call eight hundred nine three seven four two three six for more information. So I don't know what all he understood, but I like to think that someday, when I get to heaven, I'll see a young man that I don't recognize and he'll come up to me and say, do you remember me? And then he said, he'll say like, Let's run to the top of the mountain, and we'll run to the top of the mountain together, and we won't get tired. I just can't wait for the day that I see all the people, all the people in Palawan that I loved, um, but especially him, um, that I cared for with my, um, you know, with my own hands for so long. And I, I, I bet his little wife will be there too. She loved the Bible stories. And I would leave the picture roll like hanging up in the clinic. And anytime that we would walk through, she would just like, oftentimes she'd be out there like, um, just sitting in front of the picture roll, just staring and staring at the picture and asking questions like, who is this? Why, why are they doing this? So, so by God's grace, I hope and pray that I will see them in heaven. And I believe that maybe I will. What do you say we run to the top of that mountain with Larissa and the former old witch doctor? Well, that's it for today's story. Join us again next time. God bless. <laughs>